Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog, the best in the business, back with a bounty of beneficial brilliance. I might just trademark that, slap it on a t-shirt, I think it'll sell, but we are officially in the fall season and you know, I live in California, it's been extremely hot, I'm ready for the weather to cool down. I always seem to get the best sleep when it's cold outside. Well, speaking of cold, the world of investing can be cold and difficult. It's a tougher to travel if you don't have the right guide or co-pilot. And so many entrepreneurs and professionals have asked me, Brian, who can I turn to that will take the time to perform a deep dive into my goals and my financial life to find ways to improve my financial success, reduce my stress about money, and increase my financial security? Well, I have good news for all of them. As Benjamin Franklin said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And my guest today has more knowledge about investing than anyone I know. He's Amazon's best-selling author of the new book, Stress-Free Money, Overcome the Seven Obstacles to Find Financial Freedom, and he's none other than Chad Willardson. Now, Chad is founder and president of Pacific Capital, a fiduciary wealth management firm in Southern California, and he's co-owner of the Draft Sports Complex. Now, Chad's also the elected city treasurer of Corona, California, managing the $350 million investment portfolio. Chad's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Inc., U.S. News and World Report, Entrepreneur Magazine, NBC News, Financial Advisor Magazine, and the California Business Journal. And like myself, he's a family man. He's been happily married for 17 years and is the father of five kids. Chad, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cock Podcast. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Excited. Yeah, my pleasure, Chad. You know, the timing is perfect. I've had so many people come to me and ask me for guidance, you know, due to the unprecedented times we're living in. So I'd love to find out a little bit more about Pacific Capital and really what sets you guys apart from other firms out there in the space. I think the, you know, you're right on in that the, the one thing most of us have in common is that we have some anxiety or stress around money. You know, the financial issues that we face, it doesn't matter what level of income we're at or level of net worth we're at. We have things that kind of keep us up at night or, or we at least know that we should be doing something different or better. And so Pacific Capital is, like you said, a fiduciary wealth advisory firm, but in a, in human terms, we help you enjoy life by removing your stress about money. And that's what we're here for. You know, I spent nine years at Merrill Lynch at the big brokerage firm, learned a lot and at 2011 decided to take that leap of faith and say, I'm just going to design a firm that is completely built around the client experience. And we're going to personalize everything we do. We're going to only take the best fit clients who really want to improve their financial life and want to work with a team like ours. And I'm happy to say that I have not looked back. You know, it's great. We love our clients. We have an amazing team here at Pacific Capital. So one of the ways we're different is we are a completely independent fiduciary. And we can talk about that a little bit later, but it's, it's an important distinction these days. When you're getting advice, you want to make sure that the advice you're getting is is completely independent and objective and is in your best interest. Always, you know, you'd expect that from your doctor and you should expect that from your financial person for sure. No, it's great. And I've heard that you definitely give a more personal touch in regards to financial advising. What about the team? Have they really aligned to your vision, mission, and purpose? Are they on the same page as you as far as your service level? I know you're fantastic. What about the team? Team, absolutely. Um, I'm very selective in hiring but uh, we've got an all-star team. In fact, my team is better than I am. That's for sure. I mean, the clients, 
they're so appreciative and they build relationships. You know, it's all about relationships and trust when it comes to money advice. It's a really sensitive topic and people, you know, they spill their dreams and their concerns and their hopes and they, they put that trust and care in my team. And our team really is here to, to be that, like you said, that guide, you know, that counselor, that, that objective set of professional eyes that will listen and really gather ideas of what you're hoping to accomplish and then help design the blueprints, design the plans and help you implement them to get you on the right track for financial freedom or for whatever personal goals you're aspiring to. No, that's great. And people definitely need it. I can tell you that. Now, I just wanted to talk to you briefly before we talk about some commonalities in the industry. What is your ultimate why, Chad? And the reason I ask you that is it seems like you're spread so thin. I mean, you're involved in Pacific Capital. You're the treasurer of Corona. You have five kids. You know, you volunteer. How do you get everything done? How do you prioritize? Oh, I think you said it right there, prioritize. I, I do say that I, I look like I'm spread thin, but I'm not because I'm only doing the most important things that are the highest impact that are really my unique abilities. That's what I focus on. So there are, there's a list of 5,000 things I don't do anymore, you know, and a list of 10 things that I do. And though they carry big titles and, and it looks really impressive, maybe, and there's, it seems overly busy. It's really not because I've got such great people around me now that handle all of the different things that I don't do well or that I'm not as good at. So I can really focus on what matters most and prioritizing and scheduling and planning. Those are things that are essential to really have a higher level of success. And so I believe that if you are focused on what you're best at and you're delegating and collaborating for the rest of it, you can accomplish a lot more instead of trying to be the guy that knows it all. So I, I know that I don't know it all, I'm more of a learn-it-all, not a know-it-all. And so I'm going to learn something, and if I can do it and I'm going to be the best at it, then I'll keep that in my calendar. If there's someone on my team that's better, though, I have no problem having them handle it. So, so it looks like, like you said, it looks like I'm spread thin, but I'm really not. I'm just doing a lot of higher-impact things at a high level with a great team, support team around me, you know. That's great. No, that really speaks to the caliber of team that you're working with. <laughs> you know, they always say that the biggest – attribute of a great leader is knowing when and how to properly delegate. And if you don't have a great team around you, obviously you're going to be hesitant to do that. You're going to want to do everything yourself. So you've got it down, nailed to a science there, Chad. And I, would say, I would say our clients are the same way. Like the people who are most financially successful, they know what they don't know. I find that the people who are struggling to really make progress on their journey to financial freedom are those who want to control every decision. And they think that they can learn and do it on their own. You know, it's a, you would never read a magazine about, you know, a medical journal and start to try to take out your own appendix. But for some reason, people read a financial magazine and they now want to make major decisions that are going to impact their retirement or their investment strategy or, you know, take out massive loans when they may not really have a game plan. They're just kind of going off of a very small snippet of information that they came across. And so, whether it's your financial life or your business life or personal life, you really do need to look at what do I actually know? What am I an expert in? And what do I need to go find some great help in? And so the people who know it all are the ones who are not going to make progress. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of not knowing, uh, what's something most people don't know about the industry that you're in? They don't know that most people are most, most financial professionals 
are loaded with conflicts of interest, unfortunately. And that's just the way it's not that it's not that financial professionals are bad people at all. I, I believe most of the people in my industry have a very good heart. They have good intentions. They're really trying to help people, but the game is, is kind of rigged. You know, it's set up to generate big profits for the big banks and the big insurance companies at the expense of clients. You know, and my belief is that no one should win at your expense. So when I became a fiduciary, it was like, it was like the burden, like the backpack of rocks. I got to toss it off my back because there was no longer that big conflict of interest there. We no longer earn, we no longer get paid in commissions. There's no payments from investment funds or companies or things like that, where we could be totally transparent with cost and transparent with advice and just kind of sit down and look eye to eye without the pressure from these huge companies that really have their own, you know, their own agendas, unfortunately. And that's, and you've seen it in the, I write about it in one of the chapters of my book, but lots of scandals in the last 10 years since the financial crisis, when you see these, these massive companies and what they sometimes kind of sneak in there. And I, I think most people out there believe they're working with a fiduciary, someone who's putting their interests first and recommending what's going to benefit them. And sadly, 95% of financial professionals out there are not legal or licensed fiduciaries at all. Um, they're, they're simply sales agents or brokers for a massive company. And so you've just got to, you just got to know who you're getting your advice from and what the, you know, what the incentives are. It's very important. Yeah, no, you definitely have to ask those questions and do your due diligence. That's for sure. And the fact that you guys are the way you are, you're definitely an innovator and a trailblazer in that regard. I love your approach. Now, speaking of the book, you mentioned the book, maybe tell us a little bit, tell the audience a little bit about the book and what led you to write it and maybe some of the biggest aha moments in doing so. The book is called Stress-Free Money. You know, it's overcome these seven obstacles to find financial freedom. I wanted to write a book that would share insights and stories in a simple way to people of every different level, you know, in their financial life. These are principles that I think are timeless and the stories you can learn from no matter if you're early in the journey or if you're, you know, worth 50 to a hundred million dollars. I, I believe these principles will still apply to you regardless. And I mean, one of the insights I had was it's a lot harder to write and publish a good book than I thought. <laughs> it, took, it was a lot more difficult than I thought. Um, but we launched it September 29th. And I'm very thankful for the early support. I mean, we hit a bestseller list, six different financial categories on Amazon, which was really cool to see. But I, I basically highlight seven obstacles that you need to overcome to find financial freedom. I'll give you a, a taste for some of them. Number one is no clear goals. You know, no clear goals. Most people come into us and they don't have they don't actually know where they're where they want to go financially. They don't have a set game plan. So imagine packing for a vacation and you don't know where you're going on vacation. You don't know when you're going. You don't know how you're going to get there. So how do you even know what to pack? What do you put in the suitcase? It's kind of difficult. And so people come to us and they often have some hazy idea of what they want, but we really have to help them get clear on what it is they want, when they want it, what they're aiming for, what they're worried about and set up some clear goals. Um, number two, we talk about financial fast food. 
That's interesting. We talk about consuming the junk food of financial entertainment news. Number three, focusing on the wrong number. Number four, biased advice from financial salespeople. It's kind of what we just talked about. Number five, my mom hates this chapter title, but it's called the F word. Uh, I keep <laughs> telling her mom, the F is for fees. We're talking about fees. So she's like, you could have picked a different title. But, um, we talk about basically how to reduce your expenses uh, when it comes to financial advice and investing. Number six is taking on too much risk or not enough. And number seven is letting your feelings get in the way. So the feedback's been awesome. I, I, it's a really simple read, nothing complicated, not, not a lot of uh, industry jargon in there, or charts or boring stuff like that. So, No, it's great. It's, it's a definite help right now. I can tell you that. Now, out of the seven obstacles, what do you think the number one obstacle that people are struggling with right now? Man, right now? <laughs> That's hard to narrow it down. Um, if you could rank those seven on it from least to, to most important, what do you think the number one toughest obstacle to overcome is right now? I think number seven, letting feelings get in the way is definitely up high on the list, especially as we approach an election, as we go through an economic recession caused by a, a health pandemic. Um, I think the emotions and the stress is high. Another you know, high, high sensitivity to, making reactionary decisions based on what's happening out there in the world. It's scary. So I think that's a, that's definitely important. Um, no clear goals is important though, because if you have goals, if you have written goals, you know, you're in the top 3% of the world. Most people don't have written goals. And so uh, Brian Tracy, I think Zig Ziglar, they both, they've said it many times. If you don't have a, you're not going to hit a target you, you can't see. So you've got to have an actual target to aim for, or you have no context for financial decisions. So feelings getting in the way, clear goals, and I would definitely say financial salespeople. You know, our, our industry is very low on the trust factor. It's like people are always skeptical. They're always feeling pressured or sold to by a financial or insurance person. And unfortunately, that's, that's because we've done a bad job. You know, we haven't done enough listening and planning. We've done too much selling. I'd say those are the three key obstacles. You know what I mean? Well, definitely. And I'm glad that you're leading the charge as far as cleaning up the industry and doing it the right way. What do you think some of the, the differences are between people who are successful financially and the people who are struggling right now? I'd say it's commitment and persistence. It's uh, the ability to make good decisions in times of high stress. Uh, if you don't tell your money where to go, it's going to tell you where to go. So you've got to have a plan and be committed. You do not have to be making a ton of money to have financial freedom. I think that's a myth out there. So people are thinking, if I can just get a raise, if I can just make more money, if I can just get another bonus, you know, then I'll be able to do X, Y, Z. But that's not how it works. I've seen financial freedom achieved by people on very modest incomes but they were committed and disciplined. They were saving and investing from every paycheck since their early 20s. And that compounding interest effect and that long-term growth has created a comfortable lifestyle that they never could have imagined on those meager incomes. And I, on the flip side, I've, I met with a surgeon a few years ago, a plastic surgeon in Newport Beach, making a very decent, very strong seven-figure income. He wanted to retire at 61, he was 58. He wanted to spend over 400000 a year in retirement. 
He had lots of bills, very high, high cost lifestyle. And when I got his financial statements and reports and everything, he had no chance, no chance to, to achieve that goal. So he was making seven figures and was blowing not only the most of what he was making, but even then beyond some, you know, beyond his income. So com contrast that with that couple who were both teachers and had built up a really, a really healthy savings fund for their retirement. And, and you got this high flying Newport beach plastic surgeon that everyone would say, well, that guy's got it made. You know, he's, he's got cash coming out of his pockets. He's, he's doing so well. And yet this guy was a mess. <laughs> so I would say financial freedom is achievable. And the difference is your commitment to your goals, your habits, your, your discipline, you know, your, your ability to stay on your game plan in the moments of high stress and uncertainty. March 2020, April 2020, the markets go down 40%. Coronavirus is looking like it's gonna take the whole world out. Do you sell your retirement fund investments? Do you bail? Do you jump ship? Or do you stay committed and stay firm? Or do you actually buy investments when they're cheap and on sale? You know, those moments of high stress will make or break you. And so the difference I see really is, is keeping your emotions out of it. And that's one of the reasons why I believe working with a really solid fiduciary advisor will help you because human nature will get you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easy to say buy low and sell high and it's tough to do. No, it really is. Do you agree, Chad, is a quick question here. People, no matter the class that they're in, whether the middle class, upper class, whatever it is, they're all living the same financial life. They all have the same financial struggles. And what I mean by that is you have a nut, right? You have your mortgage payment, your car payment, all of your expenses, and you have your income. And, you know, this is a horrible analogy, but I remember watching an interview years ago, and I don't know why it stuck with me, by uh, Tom Sizemore. You know, he was an actor back in the old days. He was in the movie Heat. And he had mentioned, you know, he was addicted to drugs at the time. And he said, you know, if I have $10 in my pocket, I spend $10 on cocaine. If I get a royalty check for $10,000, I spend $10,000 on cocaine, right? No matter what I have, I'm spending on it. So meaning that you have rich people, like you mentioned, this plastic surgeon, and he has X amount coming in and he has X amount going out. Middle class teacher and mechanic couple, same situation. So they're strapped thin because of the income versus the outgoing expenses. Have you seen this? Uh, a lot of similarities between classes, no matter what class they're in, similar spending habits. Yes, I've seen it a lot. Uh, people often spend up to the, what their level of income will allow. And so if, if you get a raise, you get a bonus, and you, you adjust your spending, every single time that happens, you don't adjust your savings, you know, you're, you're in no better shape. In fact, you're probably in worse shape because you're more vulnerable if something happens. So we just had that three-month period where most businesses are shut down, especially in California. It's been longer than that. And you've got, if you haven't saved in reserves of three to six months, like a financial planner might tell you, then you just went through a very difficult, challenging time because you were, you were unprepared or totally exposed. And so no matter what level of income you have, you've got to start saving from every paycheck. We encourage clients to save every week. So you may not even get paid weekly, but we set up an automatic savings or investing plan that comes from your checking account to your investment account every week. You get, excuse me, 52 chances a year 
to, to take advantage of investment opportunities and bargains. And that compounding interest, that consistency, you know, will pay huge dividends. I mean, what's the difference if you brush your teeth for an hour on Sunday or for five minutes a day, every single day, seven days a week? There's a huge difference. What if you work out, you know, 15 hours once a month or 30 minutes a day for 30 days? What's going to have a better impact? So the point of those analogies are just simple, consistent habits financially are going to pay much bigger dividends than trying to save once a year at the end of the year or occasionally looking at your financial life. You know, most, most people spend more time planning their vacations than they do their entire financial life. It's sad, but it's true. No, it is. And you're right. The key is consistency. It's like a 401k when you're working somewhere, you automatically take it out. You don't even see it. It just automatically goes in. You don't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're saving it. It's a great practice. You know, I've noticed too, if you look at the generation that went through the Great Depression, you know, you see a lot of these people that are very frugal and they save everything. Like you mentioned, even though they don't have much, they save it and they've kept that habit their entire life. And it's funny because they, you know, my grandfather's one of those people and he says, man, I never forget walking in with my dad to the bank when we pretty much lost everything and that stuck with him. And, you know, he's saving for the next financial crisis. They never know when it's going to come or when it's going to hit. But, uh, you know, today and age, obviously we have social media, a lot of influence where it's, hey, spend now. There may not be tomorrow. Just go ahead and spend it. Keep up with the Joneses. That's probably a big weakness for people yep. too. you know, not want to stay in their lane. They want to veer off into somebody else's lane. You know, we have a lot yep. of entrepreneurs, uh, Chad, that listen to the show, and they they are looking for guidance. They definitely are. They finally admit, like you mentioned, that they don't know it all, and they want to outsource this to somebody who has expertise in the area. What should entrepreneurs and business professionals look for when they're seeking out a financial advisor to work with? I think, well, that's a great question. I think it doesn't make sense to go to a trainer at the gym who is unhealthy and overweight right you wouldn't you wouldn't pay money to say well i'm sure he knows or she knows a lot about health and fitness and have no evidence or demonstration of them actually implementing it themselves me personally i wouldn't do that you know i want to i want to get advice from people who've actually done the things i'm looking to do i want advice from real experience i don't want i don't just want advice from someone who read a book about it so entrepreneurs in my opinion, should work with a fiduciary advisor who is also an entrepreneur, who has been in the trenches, who who started and owned or owns businesses, who knows what it's like to uh, have a hefty payroll and grow a business. That's one thing that I think you get when you find an independent fiduciary that owns their own business versus a someone who's been promoted at a bank or at an insurance company where they're an employee they don't understand the things that you're going through as an entrepreneur. Um, something else you should look for is people who have some certifications, some experience, some good uh, reviews online, things that there's, you just need to look for credibility, I would say. Make sure any fiduciary advisor you meet with has a process. Uh, they're willing to share the process with you. There's nothing that's you know held back until you become a client. You know They need to share their process. They're, what's behind the scenes, how they make decisions. Certainly you want someone who's going to spend time listening to you. 
You know, you don't want anyone that you don't want to work with someone who's going to pitch an investment product, an investment strategy, an insurance policy in the first meeting. Like that should never, never, never happen. Imagine going to a doctor and the doctor's already got some pills off the shelf and you haven't even really spent time sharing your health stuff, getting tested and all that stuff. You know, you wouldn't accept that. So same, same should be true with your fiduciary wealth advisor, in my opinion. Oh, I love it. That's great information. And you know what I love about Pacific Capital is the fact that you, you and your team, you craft custom plans that are designed your, you know, to help your clients reach their goals. And I believe you created something called the Financial Life Inspection. Maybe you can expand on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So over many years, a lot of experience, a lot of interviews and client counseling over the last 20 years. And so we created and trademarked what we call the Financial Life Inspection. And it's it, it's, it is a little extra work up front. You know, it's a lot easier for someone to come in and say, hey, I have these financial accounts. Can you manage them for me? It would be real easy to say, absolutely. Yeah, transfer the money over and we'll be your advisor. So this is like doing things the hard way, but doing them the right way, where we go through a, an initial diagnostic, a very objective look at all the different areas of your financial life, whether it's cash flow, taxes, investment strategy, insurance, debt, real estate, college planning, estate planning, a lot of different areas that we're going to look at that most financial people don't take a look at because frankly, they can't make money from it. So why are they going to spend time looking at it for you? So we put together 100 checkpoints and we're going to go through a diagnostic and give you a score of a green, yellow, or red. And then we will give you personal recommendations on every yellow or red. Some of them we can help you fix a lot of them we can't, but we know some people who could. Or, you know, for example, we help someone cut their home and car insurance costs in half. We don't sell car insurance. We don't sell home insurance. We told them to stick with Geico. That's who they were working with. But we at least looked at it for them and said, hey, you know what? You guys can save a few thousand bucks a year. Um, and here's how we think, you know, you should go back and talk to your insurance guy. So, it's called the financial life inspection. It's our, it's the first thing that clients do when they come to us, help them get a very clear game plan and a very clear strategy and, and basically a path forward to reach their goals. Um, and so there's, there's no minimum income or net worth requirement for that. If someone wants to become an investment advisory client where we manage investments, there, there are some minimums for that, but the financial life inspection is for anyone who wants to get serious about their goals. That's wonderful, wonderful. Just a couple of quick questions, Chad, before we wrap up here. How do you know what markets will do in the short run? I, I don't. <laughs> there you go, all right. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. And, and any, advisor who, uh, any advisor who pretends that they might know, you know I'd say that's a big red flag. Um, we are not in the business of predicting the markets. And I think that's also one factor of distrust in my industry is that a lot of financial people pretend to be able to predict what's going to happen. You know, if so-and-so wins the election, this is what's going to happen. In the next six months, this is what will happen with interest rates and real estate. And we think this is what's going to happen in this sector or industry. And it, we don't know. You know, the experts don't know. The talking heads on CNBC don't know. We can prepare you to be successful regardless of what happens. So I'm, I'm really against all the fake fortune tellers in my industry 
I, I want people to be prepared and understand the risks. And we're going to explain upside and downside and pros and cons. And we're going to get people's life in order as much as possible so that no matter what happens, they can be successful. But we're not going to be in the game of predicting ever. It's great to hear. It's great. What are some warnings you have for people when investing or making big money decisions? Let's say keep, keep your emotions out of it. Focus on your initial strategy. Always check back to see how the investment relates back to your goals. So we, we often see people get really excited by the shiny objects and things that sound too good to be true. You know, it's like, oh, I got this deal and my friend found it and we're going to get a 60% ROI in two months. And it's, it's, a, it's a slam dunk. It's, it's like, you know, we, we have to be basically the, the financial stewards of our clients' money. And we, we want them to be protected. You know, we don't want someone to make a big mistake and regret it. So I'd say the warning is just be, be aware of shiny objects or things that sound too good to be true. You know, take nice. care of your financial life like it's a real serious thing because it has major, major consequences when we make mistakes. No, absolutely. It's sound advice, Chad. It's been fantastic. Chad, any words of wisdom or information you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? I would just say that the, the message of my book is that stress-free money is possible. Financial freedom is possible. Um, don't get discouraged. Don't feel like you're too far behind or it's too late for you. It's never too late. You know, the, the, I like that quote that says the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago and the second best time is today. So it, you can get started on your path to financial freedom and success. Don't need to procrastinate any longer. I love it. Fantastic. Now, Chad, one last question. It's, it's a personal question, so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Now, you are going to be living on an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? Oh, man. First of all, that sounds like a dream come true because I love islands. Uh, there you go. One book. Man, that is a tough one. I read, I read a couple books a week, so... I would, uh, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I would have to say I bring the Bible, but if it was a non, a non-religious book, I would definitely bring, she, she got me on the spot here. I would say, I would say create your own future by Brian Tracy, something to keep my mindset positive about, uh, you know, about where I'm headed. One movie you said? Yes. One movie and one album. Oh man. I'm going to have to go back to, uh. Back to the Future trilogy. Those yeah, are classics. Those are my favorites. Music-wise, I'm going with. Uh, I'm probably going with Jack Johnson. I'm on the island. You know, yeah. I'm gonna relax and listen to some Jack Johnson. Keep myself in a nice chill state. Definitely fits the atmosphere, right? That's right. Fantastic, Chad. How can people connect with you? Learn more. Get the book. Inquire about your services. How do we connect to you? pacificcapital.com is our website. Um, you can click schedule a conversation for free right there on the site. You can go to goalsconversation.com and you'll also get to the same calendar for us. I'm very active daily on LinkedIn. And so I've got a great group of uh, connections and followers there. And so you can find me on LinkedIn and the book Stress-Free Money you can find on Amazon. So wonderful chad it's been a pleasure appreciate all of the inside knowledge you bring to the table it's, it's much needed these times we'd love to have you on to stay connected and stay in touch for sure 
Thank you. I appreciate appreciate being on. It's a great interview. You got it. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line. 